Hello and welcome to Southern Songs and Stories, where we explore the music and culture of the South on a special retrospective show. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick. It is the end of the year and the end of the decade, which is the perfect opportunity to talk about the recent history of Southern Songs and Stories and to give some context on this edition, which is both an on-air segment on WNCW and a podcast. You're listening to the most recent addition to the show, a theme song, courtesy of WNCW intern Joshua Ming. You can find out more about his work on his SoundCloud and Instagram at his Stralenson profiles there, or simply by searching for Joshua Ming. Southern Songs and Stories is produced in partnership with Grassroots Radio, WNCW, and the Osiris Podcast Network, and is available wherever you get your podcast and at wncw.org. One of the easiest ways to help spread awareness of the artists featured here on Southern Songs and Stories, their music, and this series is to subscribe to the podcast and to give it a good rating and a comment on the platforms where you listen to your podcast. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. Osiris Media is proud to present Freak Flag Flying, a limited series podcast. Rock legend David Crosby recently sat down with his friend, award-winning science author Steve Silberman, for two days of intimate conversation, introspection, and discussion of some of David's beautiful songs, which are featured in the podcast. The sessions offer unique reflections on Crosby's famed songwriting career and his creative collaborations with the Birds. There were many times for the Birds, man, many times when... I remember the night that we worked out uh, Chimes of Freedom. Boy, was I happy. You know, it was the first time that I'd actually been able to contribute on the guitar. That's looping kind of lines, you know, that are on there. There were many. There was a good chemistry in the early days, and uh, we hadn't irritated each other yet. We still believed in each other, and it was pretty great. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. There was nobody in CSNY that I wanted to be a leader over me. It was fully competition. Fully, all the time. And it really got to be a, an uphill battle in CSN. It was turn on the smoke machine and play your hits and take the paycheck. The Grateful Dead. The thing about Jerry, he wanted the music to come out. He knew it was hiding all around him all the time. Wanted to coax it out of the wall. Well, oh, music, come play. He was a magical cat that way. And more recently, with musicians like his son James Raymond, the first and most important is my son, James. Encountering him was just like, holy yikes. Uh, he's a guy who, when I met him, he'd already been a musician for 20 years. Before he found out that I was his dad, he had already been a musician for 20 years. And he's definitely a better musician than I am. And Michael League of Snarky Puppy. Going to New Orleans and meeting Mike League was like growing wings halfway down the cliff. I loved him. I loved all of them, and I loved them. They were just my kind of people. They really didn't give a shit about showbiz. It was contributive music. That was the biggest difference. I don't want to pull the curtain back too far on my yeah, I understand on no my problem. soul, but, right. but if you are looking for a glimpse, yeah, there's one. Premiering January sixth, Freak Flag Flying can be found wherever you get your podcasts. 
To subscribe, go to osirispod.com slash freak flag. It is fitting that this endeavor is now a weekly feature on WNCW because the inspiration for it came from conversations in the hallways and offices at our studios here in Spindale, North Carolina, many years ago. Getting to hear and take part in all the talk about music that goes on all the time at WNCW was always a highlight of being a DJ here. And once I became the Morning Music Mix host in 2006, I started thinking of a way to give those thought-provoking conversations a platform. From 2007 to 2012, I produced and hosted the segment called What It Is, a weekday morning show that was about five minutes or so long and brought in writers, artists, DJs, and music professionals to take on topics ranging from current events and music reviews to what music you would take to your desert island, what artists are most overrated, you name it. Around 2010, I started up an independent project called Lingua Musica, which began as a series of live events. Imagine the What It Is panel talking live at a music venue and streamed on the internet with a little social media interaction thrown in, and a band playing as part of the show. There were several versions of the series, with video being the core of all of them. Lots of these are still on the show's YouTube channel. Southern Songs and Stories evolved from that, and was at first an independent video documentary on regional artists, starting with Aaron Burdett. I was working with a video producer partner, and we crowdfunded our way into one more documentary on The Honeycutters, and were trying for a third on Teleco before things came to a halt. And then I found a new video producer to work with, and we made an episode on the John Stickley Trio. We went to the Albino Skunk Music Festival for the first time in the spring of 2017, and that is where the podcast version of Southern Songs and Stories was born. Why not do an audio version of the show, I thought, and that quickly became the format I held on to. Fast forward a year, and in 2018, I get the podcast on Bluegrass Planet Radio, an internet station, and shortly after that, it gets picked up by the Osiris Podcast Network, co-founded by Fish lyricist Tom Marshall. Still, this was my own project, largely funded by me, and I did not think of bringing it over to the radio until last summer, when it occurred how obvious it was to give it a home on the WNCW website, too. Most recently, Kim Clark suggested we make a capsule version of the show to air weekly, and here we are, full circle. It has been a lot of fun, a lot of work, maybe more work than anything, but rewarding all the same. There are one or two new episodes every month now, and in the past year, we profiled artists like blues legend Mac Arnold, bluegrass greats Town Mountain, and rising stars like The War and Treaty. There's even an episode drilling down into the song Wagon Wheel. I know you're familiar with that one, right? I am constantly learning new things about people making music in our region, about people working in the music business, and about the culture and history of our shared narrative. 
There is always something new to discover here, and those revealing moments are some of the most compelling experiences I have had. The 2006 me thought he knew a lot about music, but he quickly discovered how much more there was to learn once he started working with folks like Fred Mills, Carol Rifkin, Kim Rule, and the late Jeff Eason, among many others. This sort of humbling but ultimately gratifying process continues with every episode of Southern Songs and Stories, and let me tell you, it never gets old. I am truly grateful for everyone who has been a part of these shows, from what it is to Lingua Musica to Southern Songs and Stories. They helped me understand and relate to music and culture in ways that I never knew, back when I knew a lot about music. And the stories uncovered on these podcasts just this year are too many to mention here. But how about tidbits like Mac Arnold working as a producer on Soul Train back in the day? Or that Marcus King's grandfather, Bill King, was a member of the Country Gentleman? Elizabeth Cook didn't even want to be a musician, although her family had a band when she was growing up. No, she wanted to be in business, so she majored in accounting and computer information systems. Luckily for us, she hated that job. Over the course of making this show, I've learned about as much about the South from people that either don't live here or weren't born here as from the natives. I've learned that being Southern is more a state of mind than anything else. In that sense, a British band like the Ruin Brothers fits right into the mix. All righty, we'll play some music. <laughs> That's what we're here to do, right, Ripper? Yes. All right. That was the Ruin Brothers live, with a bit of Walk Like a Man, just one of hundreds of great live experiences I had in 2019. Hopefully 2020 holds even more, and I can continue to bring you those moments along with a wealth of observations and conversations here on Southern Songs and Stories. We invite you to like and follow the show on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at South Scenes, and on Instagram at South Stories. There are also video versions of these podcasts on the WNCW YouTube page. You can email me at southernsongsandstories at gmail.com or jokay at wncw.org. I'm Joe Kendrick. Thanks for listening, and Happy New Year.